Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, you are listening to the podcast version of this week's One Life Left radio show. My name is Simon Byron. My name is Steve Curran. What were you tapping out there, Steve? Um, I just heard a WhatsApp alert in the background and I was tapping to go and close that window so I didn't get more WhatsApp alerts, but I didn't manage to get there in time. So it might happen again. Well, should we we deal with it now? Who's who's WhatsApping you as we record the show? I'll go and take a look. It's my mum. Okay. And uh, and did she enjoy the show? uh, She she wasn't. She wasn't one of the audience members. She was asking me for uh, me for a house update. Maybe because she heard the sound of my Lego house smashing in (laughs) in fury halfway through the show. Maybe she is in the audience. I don't know. Um, These are show spoilers. Yes, uh, that was good. That was good fun. Thank, yes, good fun. Enjoyed that. Um, thank you for everybody that listened live. Um, we'll give you some feedback now on the, some of the chat. Uh, just as, as um, something to look out for. Phil, our producer, said it's the first time he's had to keep an eye on the audio levels. <laughs> um, Adam says you need a blood pressure cuff on Simon that sends you an alert. Uh, and then there's some talk about Mastodon. Um, some other bits here and there. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. It was good to have you there, uh, Adam, CJC, Phil. Anybody else in the chat? I think that's it. But if you uh, want to get involved, please do uh, hop on uh, Sunday evening next week. And uh, to address this, I did um, so a couple of things. Um, we we mentioned that uh, Charles Cecil is looking for deaths to announce. Now that relies on a bit of OLL knowledge. Uh, <laughs> because if you heard that sort of out of the blue, you'd be like, what? What's going on here? Um, I found out, so just if you weren't listening at the time, I found out that Terry Wogan had died um, by Charles Cecil. I was staying at Charles Cecil's house and he woke me up with the news by shouting it through the door. <laughs> Morning, Terry Wogan's dead. Um, and that's how we decided that all famous people, the, the, the news of all famous people dying should be delivered through a door by Charles Cecil. That's where that that, that, that Just reference comes from. Best way to find out, isn't it? <laughs> it is. uh, um, and secondly, on that, uh, yeah, I did. I've, I've let everybody down by not getting a guest. Um, so if you would like to come on the show or um, if you've got any suggestions for a guest, please do uh, email us and we'll. Uh, and, 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 you know, that assumes that they're going to be around on a Sunday evening as well, which is a difficult ask. Um, it does mean that you have to avoid drink for most of the day. <laughs> and the way that we're recording the show now means that we don't have the opportunity to do the edits that we did the last time mm. I recorded after a few, as I said, a few things that I shouldn't have done about a company I dislike. 
But that is going much better, the sort of editing process, which you haven't had to... Obviously, it's going great for you because you don't have to do it anymore. I uh, really like it. Yeah. And it's all right. It's just... It's mostly hitting an export button and it being there, ready to go. And I think it's good. It's good, Simon, that we didn't have a guest this week because it gives us another week to ease gently into this. I think we're getting better and better at the art of doing a radio show again. And you sort of hope that we would by now yes it definitely feels more like a radio show doesn't it Mm. um because we are sticking to the hour slots which we don't need to do for our podcast friends do we we can Mm -hmm. go for as long as we like and as for the people who are listening live well can just stay here can't we all night got any questions So please, please, yeah, like Simon says, uh, do join us on the Sunday night for the recording. It's fun to have you, and it's good to have the chat there as well that we can respond to um, live on the show. Any other business, Steve? I don't think so. Um, no, it's been a very, very, very busy week. Uh, we've just booked a Marioki show for uh, Oslo the week after next, and then one in Finland the day after that during slush, which I assume you're not going to. I'm not, sadly, no. Well, I hope hope both of those go well for you. And we will have news on the One Life Left Christmas party, which will happen on the third Saturday of December uh, very, very soon, because we're going to have tickets on sale for that um, after we've got November's Marioki show out of the way. Good stuff. Busy times then. I um, Did I tell you about my, my booze challenge this year? No. Um, I realised that my relationship with alcohol was getting um, problematic. <laughs> so I um, heard about a, 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 a challenge. I don't like that sort of thing. Don't challenge yourself. Um, Trying to do 200 days not drinking this year, which um, I found quite difficult. But when you mention that to the young people, they're like, Sure. So, do you mean two hundred days consecutively? And I'm like, do not be stupid. <laughs> not be so stupid. Um, two hundred days harder. I, I, I've had to get an app, mm. and here we are uh, recording on the sixth of November. Hundred and seventy-five days of not drinking I've had so far. Okay. So twenty-five to go, but we're into the busy period. Mm. I've had to. Um, I've had to map out this month, Steve, and it goes like this. Today, not drinking. Then it goes, not drinking, not drinking, not drinking, drinking, not drinking, drinking, <laughs> not drinking, not drinking, 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 drinking. No, sorry, not drinking, not drinking, not drinking, drinking. And then it's the World Cup, isn't it? Which gets a bit difficult. Mm. Uh, and that week is drinking, not drinking. And then it's my birthday. Drinking, 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 drinking. <laughs> and then not drinking, not drinking, wait, not wait, wait. drinking. Not Was drink- that four, <laughs> four drinkings in one day? Like, no, no. The cats. God, you've no but be, it is. You've got to be careful as well. Like, what if you're drinking at like 11.10? In the yeah. evening, and, and then well, if you have, does that count as one day or two days? Well, I, I mean, you know, let's just be, let's just admire my dedication so far without being so rigged. Well, actually, yeah, I'm not sure. No, it doesn't. I think sleep's what break, breaks the day up. Actually, right. I okay. I agree. Anyway, but I've needed to sort of buy ahead for December. So when you mention a party, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, is that a drinking day or not? Because I'm not going to get to the end of the year having, mm-hmm. you know, obsessed about it for all of the year. Yeah. <laughs> And then not do it. So, um, yeah, you have to give me fair warning for anything that will involve me. I just did. Third Saturday of December. Okay. Third Saturday of every month for Marioki from now on. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Good. All right. All right. Here's the show. 
Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you doing this week, Simon? I'm doing okay, thanks, Steve. We're well into November now, aren't we? Did you enjoy the fireworks last night? Well, I can still hear them going off behind me here in South London. Do they ever stop? No, well, I assume it's fireworks. What about what about you in Hitchin? How was how was fireworks for you? Uh, we went to my daughter's um, school, uh, which was hosting the de facto town firework event. It was good. Mm-hmm. Sold out. It was. Um, and I have to say, it's been a long time since I've drunk in a school. <laughs> did you smoke behind the bike sheds as well? I did not, no. Uh, they were selling cans. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had three cans while we watched the fireworks. Uh, and it was good. It was a good time. I didn't I didn't join in the, uh, the firework disco, though. They were doing limbo, kids limbo, while I walked through the hall trying to, trying to find some more cans. Um, and I did think about... Uh, you know, showing off, showing my moves. But I think everybody there should be grateful that I didn't. I always find like November the 5th uh, as a marker uh, of the year because after November the 5th, there's nothing more, is there, until Christmas? That's it. Uh, uh, There is my birthday, Steve. So there's nothing more until Christmas, apart from your birthday, which I assumed by now you would be trying to skip over. (laughs) Ha! Uh, well, you know, when you get to my age, they become less of a of an exciting prospect, don't they? And more of a relief, I guess. <laughs> I'm being asked what what I want for my birthday, and I haven't given any hints this year. Mm-hmm. I just want to stare at a wall. I think, yeah. Just, I just want some some quiet time. You know. Um, talking of quiet time, look at the state of my room right now. That is horrific. <laughs> Is that, Simon, an, is that is that a child's um, doing or an adult's? It's an it's an adult's doing, Simon. Uh, so I've had some quiet time today. And um, Simon, do you want to describe what you just saw on my living room floor? It looks like there's been a murder in the Lego factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I've had the Lego out this morning. I thought like so. My partner and my daughter went out uh, for the morning, and I, for the first time in a long time. He was like, what shall I do? Wow. So I got the Lego down. Got the Lego down. Down from where? Uh, down from the shelves that are up above you. Uh, well, I say you. Obviously, you're not here, but I mean up above your head. If I turn okay. you around, you can see that they were up there. There's um, no Lego on those shelves. There isn't. The shelf, it's all on the floor. The shelves are bare. It's all on the floor. Um, well, so what, yeah, what had... are you going to do? What were you do? We haven't built anything. I have. Look, down there. Oh, okay. What is that? That is a two-scale model of the new place that I'm trying to buy after the previous place collapsed. And I did this with the previous place as well. So, you know, we, we uh, listeners to One Life Left will know about four months ago, we uh, put in an offer on a on a place in London that is marginally bigger than my current one-bedroom apartment, which is not suitable for me and an increasingly large and rowdy toddler. Uh, And obviously all of this will be good for the radio show, should it come through. Like, well, it didn't, clearly, because uh, two weeks or so ago, that one um, fell through. Now, I, uh, at the time, built a model of Lego of that place and had to sadly disassemble it. 
on the how did you do that just with a hammer yeah uh yeah (laughs) really uh yeah no i did it very carefully and i've learned nothing from my mistakes so this morning i've been building a new model of the new place and in four months time when i am thoroughly gazumped or whatever look forward to taking that apart you know how to have a good time don't you steve it really was a good time simon no screens just you know the soft sound that sort of smr feeling of brushing your hand through lego don't Uh, screens pay for that house that you're about to buy though you can't you shouldn't be dissing them i'm not dissing screens like obviously i'm in love with the world of interactive technology and thank you all so much for supporting my endeavors uh (laughs) uh, no it's nice to you got to take a break simon a mental health break well, <laughs> that's certainly true, given what I've been up to on a screen this week. <laughs> what uh, have you we been will, doing? Well, we will come to that later. Uh, <sighs> spoil it. Uh, we don't have a guess. I'm sorry. I did. I thought on and off throughout the week. I must sort that out. Um, and then didn't. Promptly didn't. Um, I was going to. Uh, I did mean to ask Charles Cecil, but you know what he gets up to on a Sunday night, don't you? At the moment now, he's down shouting at the river that runs through York. <laughs> <laughs> He's, a uh, bottle in one hand <laughs> thumbing through the obituaries on on uh, twitter just to see if there's anyone whose death he can announce tomorrow morning well twitter's it will be the way that uh, everything seems to be going won't it we should talk about that later in the show because in I, the twitter I'm, section in the, in the twitter section i want to find out how your move to Mastodon is going son I will keep you posted, Steve. Don't worry about that. <laughs> all right. Um, last week, where, where we also didn't have a guest, you hadn't done any news research either. Uh, I've done. I've got four stories for you, Steve. Okay. Well, last week I barely played any games, and this week I've played some, so it should be a jam-packed show. We've had at least one letter as well. You've got about if you're listening right now. And um, I should say there are people. We're recording this on a Sunday night, uh, as. We have been doing since COVID, and but now we can have uh, guests. So if you are in the One Life Left Discord, you somebody can join us. What was somebody that? At my front door. There's somebody at my front door. That was the <laughs> ring doorbell. Do they not know we're recording One Life Left? I don't know who that is. Maybe it's Charles Cecil. Your <laughs> guest. Rocking up. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. I'm going to turn my turn my volume on that down. Apologies. But as I was saying, um, you know, people who are around on Sunday nights can join us for the show now, uh, watch us record it. Uh, They can do that by joining the Discord and there'll be a link posted on Sunday night. So we've got, uh, you know, half a dozen people watching us at the moment. And if any of you have anything you want us to answer, there's plenty of time. And by plenty of time, I mean about 20 minutes for you to get your letters in to the Discord. Or if you want to come on the show, get on, get, no, get on the link. You can literally be my guest. Have you have you posted the guest link as well? No, I don't know how to do that. This is your this is your software, isn't it? All right, I'll grab the guest link while you're doing the first news story. It's 
7.08 on Monday evening. I'm Simon Byron and this is the news. Sony has announced that PlayStation VR 2 will be released in February. The new VR headset will officially launch on February 22nd, 2023. The price will be £529.99. It includes the PSVR 2 headset, PSVR Sense controllers and stereo headphones. This makes PlayStation VR 2 more expensive than the PlayStation 5 console itself, which currently costs £479.99 following a near global price increase. In a post on the PlayStation blog, Sony's VP for peripherals called the February date an initial launch phase. There will also be a £569.99 bundle, which includes a PlayStation Store voucher code for Horizon Call of the Mountain. A separate charging station for the headset will sell for £39.99, allowing players to charge the PSVR2 Sense controller whilst keeping the PS5 console's USB ports free. They won't be free, though, will they? They'll be very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pre-orders for PlayStation VR 2 will begin on November the 15th, and players in the US, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg will initially only be able to pre-order through the official PlayStation Direct store. Like Sony confirmed in September that PlayStation VR 2 won't be backwards compatible with PlayStation VR games. Speaking on the PlayStation blog podcast, SVP of Platform Experience, Hideaki Nishino claimed that PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR 2 because PSVR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next generation VR experience. I tell you what, let's hope that the uh, PSVR 2 headset is waterproof because those are eye-watering prices. <laughs> I thought you were it's, making... like, it's, like, it's, it's like having Anne back, isn't it? I thought you were making a joke about it ending up in the canal ultimately. No. Uh, which did you did you get on with PSVR? Did you have one? I did have one, of course I mm-hmm. did. Uh, I pre-ordered it. Um yeah, it where was is, a good... Where is it now? Do you know I gave it to a young child um about a <laughs> Who year was just ago. Sailing down the canal <laughs> through it in. It, it was in the loft and uh he'd got a PlayStation 4 and I it was just in the I yeah it was just such a mess of cables and mm. little boxes here and there. And plus that sort of separate issue where you had to go to computer exchange to pick up PlayStation move controllers mm. uh, and you had to have a camera as well. Um, yeah. Compared to the simplicity of the uh, meta quest, as we call it these days. Um, yeah. It was just, a, it was just a, <laughs> it was a headache. Mm. Um, so no, I hadn't, uh, I owned one. I didn't use it. I gave it away to a small child. So what are the improvements here? Presumably it's sorted out all of that cabling. Is it still tethered at all? It is tethered, I believe. Um, I think it connects with one cable this time. And I guess the other improvement is that you don't have to go through that uh, treasure hunt to find a PlayStation camera and mm-hmm. the other controllers. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything that you need um, will um, will be there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, come on, over a thousand pounds to get a, a you know what admittedly sounds like a, v- a decent VR experience, um, but one in which I think is going to be, uh, yeah, just um, difficult to get into. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that's also what is the price of the new Quest headset? Do you know that's that's over a grand, isn't it? Uh, the Quest MetaQuest Pro. Mm. Uh, I don't know. That's not for us, Steve. Isn't it? It's not supposed to be for us, no. Okay, all right, all right. Because I, I, I was talking to someone 
um, a friend who's got one on Friday night, and he he was saying it was astounding. And I got quite excited about it, um, but apparently I shouldn't have been because it's not for us. It's not for us. No, it's for business users, isn't it? Business VR people, so that you can all have meetings in the metaverse. I can do business. Phil, uh, thank you, Phil, for being in the chat. And there's quite a lot of chat going on. Adam says, imagine jumping through two layers of limited availability to pay over a grand for a platform with all of five games. Mm. Uh, but Phil uh, confirms that MetaQuest Pro is £1,499.99. pence. Right, which is what Sony's will be after you've bought a couple of games as well. And the thing, you need to charge it properly and all of that stuff. So, yeah, um, I'm... I, I say, so, you know, it looks nice. Uh, the controllers look much better than the Move ones. They look quite similar to the Quest ones. And yeah, I've no doubt there'll be some premium experiences, but they will also cost a premium as well. Yes. Well, hopefully, once this initial launch phase is out of the way, uh, prices may start to come down. We'll start, you know, if it comes out in February by Christmas. Perhaps uh, the game will be bundled with the headset, etc. Uh, we shall see. I did enjoy PlayStation VR when I played it, mm. uh, and I'm a big fan of VR myself. Uh, it's just, it's just a lot of money for the, you know. <laughs> we've spent over over eleven pounds on energy today, Steve. <laughs> how much? How much does the show cost us to record? Do you think energy to well, energy? Certainly, wise? certainly more than the seven pounds we made last <laughs> month. You're welcome. Who's doing new story two? It's up to you. Have you got anything? Yeah, I've got got something. Oh, I said I've got something. I've opened the wrong tab. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Tell you what, I'm going to start the jingle again because I think it's already already (laughs) nearly nearly run out. One second. There we go. Here we go. Activision Blizzard's esports leagues are being probed by the US Department of Justice that's according to Justin Carter contributing editor at gamedeveloper.com Activision Blizzard's refusal to meet the Department of Justice request has resulted in a renewed investigation of the antitrust probe a recent report from journalist Jacob Wolf shows that the US Department of Justice is resuming its antitrust probe of Activision Blizzard's esports league for its shooters this is the third time I've said the same thing which says a lot about um, how games reports work these days and also how one life left's news section works <laughs> um so the probe followed an inquiry in the summer of 2021 concerning a competitive balance tax made for the two leagues which taxed esports teams whose players wages exceeded 1.6 million dollars as of 2020 player wages exceeding 1.6 million dollars for an esports team simon crikey we should get That's... in on that shouldn't we Indeed. Um, how, for many, do- how many are on a team? Well, f- f- it would just be me and you, wouldn't it? So that'd okay, be, so a- be $800,000 each. Um, Come on. For every dollar spent past that amount, the team affected would pay double that amount to the league, which would then distribute it to teams that would exceed that wage limit. So teams effectively had this sort of balancing mechanic built in. Um, but yeah, uh, sounds like the uh, Department of Justice didn't like this idea. Um, I find this fascinating because I know almost nothing about esports. And every time I hear something about how huge it is and the amounts of money going into it, it blows my mind. Um, Do you think, Simon, there's a world in which either of us could have been professional gamers if we'd taken a different path? Mm, That's a very good question, isn't it? Well, what were we... um... 
Have we ever been early to anything? Uh, so we, so we were, we were big on Google uh, Bubbles or whatever that was. Weren't yeah, we? we were. We were. Uh, what was that called? Google Wave? No. Oh. Was it Wave? No, that was the other one. That was the, the one. Uh, Google <clears throat> Circles. No. Yeah. Well, we were there. We were massive whatever. there, weren't we? Huge. Uh, we had early access to that. Uh, but I don't think that's on... an esport. No, but I'm just wondering, like, because to to. Certainly now, you know, mm-hmm. we're too old to compete with the youngsters on almost anything. Um, well, maybe there's like a seniors league. You know, what, like, like having... walking football. <laughs> yes. Walking esports. <laughs> walking Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed to sprint and you've got to give fair warning before you shoot anyone. <laughs> Just need to go for a wee as well. <laughs> wow. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you you used to be good at uh, dance, dance revolution, didn't you? Oh, not really though. I was, I wasn't. I was good for, I was good for like a normal human, but I was only able to get up to. I think the difficulty was out of nine, and I was like six or seven at max. And people could do it on nine and ten, and they'd invent their own difficulty levels. As I've said on the show many times before, I was fourth in the world at Luminez, um, and I would still confidently destroy anyone I know at that. Unless you're one of the top three, in which case, probably well, wouldn't. It's a safe space for you here, then, Steve, because uh, I'm certainly not that. Of course, I was sensible soccer world champion. Mm-hmm. You were. You were. And so, still am. So, so <laughs> that you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there is a world where I don't know what it would take for sensible soccer to become a esport. I guess we were just born in the wrong generation, weren't we, Simon? We've both excelled. We're just but people out of time. Out of time. Out of time. Do you think, you know, after all this is over, after we've gone a few more birthdays, spent, looked at a few more walls, and, and then for whatever reason, <laughs> there's only one of us left. And one Ooh. life left. Ooh. And one life left, you know, is no more. Do you think that people will, you know, comb through the archives and be like, these guys were ahead of their time? Really, a new appreciation of the longest run what was the longest running radio station radio show in the world well my mother doesn't listen anymore so you know i i I, i'm not sure i know anyone who listens my wife does so i have to be careful what i say (laughs) all right next news story Sorry, Do you want me to I've restart the jingle? No, you're all right. Let's go crack on. Marvel <laughs> Snap will add player versus player multiplayer later this year. The spokesperson for developer Second Dinner told the Washington Post that an update to the superhero car battler will allow players to play against their friends this calendar year. Given that there isn't much 2022 left, this suggests the addition of the feature is only a number of weeks away. Marvel Snap was developed by Second Dinner, a team led by Ben Brode, who formerly directed Hearthstone. Game sees players lay cards out across three bays, each card possessing a number value. The aim is for your cards value in each bay to be higher than your opponents. Whoever wins two or three bays wins the game. Uh, this I should mention that my stories are once again uh, from the excellent video games chronicle.com, and that was written by Jordan Midler. So, Steve, uh, we both use Android phones, don't we? And um, my uh, when you swipe to the left, I don't know what that is in Tinder. Um, because I'm ha- very, very happily married. Hello, Kate. Um, uh, but if you swipe to the left on your on my home screen, it gives you it gives news stories that it thinks you're interested in. And mine is 
Marvel slap stories. <laughs> and I am, I am Google. I am interested in them. I read an excellent piece this week. Uh, so, um, yeah, the game continues to grow. I see more and more people are getting involved. Hold um, on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Before we drill into this, last week on the radio show, we had a bit of a mm-hmm. timing issue because you spent so long going on about this in the news section. And then in the review section, yep. you had nothing to yep. talk about, right? Yep. So yep. are we going to suffer from that again? We're not. No, don't you worry about that, Steve. I've All learned right. my lesson. Okay, good. Great. Uh, Continue. And So, uh, yeah, more and more, I see more and more people have been playing it, and I've seen some great screenshots of these sort of last moves that you get and uh, these sort of game-changing um, moments, uh, which are the game's real highlights. Um, John Walker did an excellent place uh, piece on Kotaku, uh, this week, um, uh, with, it's time to ditch some of your favourite cards from your Marvel Snap deck, which I thought was a really interesting piece. I'm up to uh, collection level 300, high 300s now, almost 400. What What I've is collection lot. level? How does that work? What does it mean? As you play the game, um, you unlock these levels, which give you access to uh, some of the in-game currency, but also mystery cards that come from pools mm-hmm. of cards within certain levels. And so, so the co- you get... Is it based on how many games you've won? Like the collection level score? Or is it how many cards you own? Or is it, you know... Well, the collection, the higher collection level you are means that you've unlocked uh, more cards. Uh, so, But a collection level 300 means you've probably unlocked... I don't know, maybe... But how maybe does your level go 100. up just by playing? That's it. Oh, so you no, know, it goes up by improving your cards. Uh, so you, so you, so you get. So when you unlock a card, it's a basic card. Right. And then you can, okay. You, you, you can get animated logos, uh, frame, frame break, mm-hmm. uh, all this stuff to make them look better. So when you play them, you're a little bit shown off. Not that anybody actually does pay any attention to what your card looks like, but mm-hmm. it's a way of, of getting you to go back. It does give you a new appreciation of what the cards do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, my my strategy this week, Steve, is completely different to last week. I don't have any six cards in my deck anymore. Unbelievable! I know what is this madness? I've gone for a low, um, a low uh, value card, so you can play multiple ones of them here and here and there, and surprise with that last move. Um, and I have unlocked. Uh, there are some. Um, we are getting into a a, a, a period now where the uh, more advanced cards are limiting that strategy. There's one that only lets each player play one card at a time, Steve. Oh. Uh, but no, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Killbreaker is massively overpowered. He's pl- cost three, power three, but he destroys all one-cost cards on the deck. I don't know what any of that means. Well, you need to come and join us, Steve. Uh, well, I can't, uh, maybe can I? This new update, we'll be able to play as friends against each other. I... I've chosen this hill to die on. Like, an, so good. I, I will die alone. <laughs> this so good. This right. Everyone is playing it. Everyone is playing it. I've completed Pardon the season me. pass, Steve, with a few days to go. How much did the season pass cost you? Well, I told you this. Well, it cost me one pound in real money because the rest okay. I've got through telling Google that I'd been to petrol stations and that I'd paid with a debit card. <laughs> I, had, I hadn't done. I don't buy petrol. How How long does the season last? Uh, four weeks, I think. So, new one starts next week. Exciting! So, you're going to pay them some more money? I need to go to some more petrol stations <laughs> first. All right. Uh, I've lost my next news story. Do you have one handy? I do! Okay, uh, that's good. Here is the jingle for you. Net 
Netflix has announced the acquisition of Seattle US-based game developer studio Spry Fox. The developer behind titles including Cozy Grove, Triple Town, Alpha Bear, and Road Not Taken has become Netflix's sixth in-house game studio. Netflix, which is approaching its first anniversary of launching games in November, confirmed the deal in a blog post on Monday. When David and I founded Spry Fox 12 years ago, our goal was to create a place where kind, creative people can make beautiful original games in a supportive environment that brought happiness to the people who played them said studio founder Daniel Cook. After many heartfelt conversations, we were all excited about joining Netflix as an in-house game studio and building amazing games together. In a post on this website, SpyFox said its existing games will, will remain downloadable and available in their existing forms and their current pl- platforms. On the subject of future games, it added, everyone at SpyFox was already focused on making Cozy Grove 2, as a, well as a larger, non-violent MMO that we still haven't revealed much about publicly, and that is still the case. So there's no change in our current development efforts. How do you feel about that, Steve? Uh, because they are—they're a friend of the show. Mm. Uh, you, in particular, love their games so much. I, I love their games. I love Dan Cook. I think he's the smartest, one of the kindest men working in video games today. All of the titles that you listed, uh, I'm a huge fan of. Like, I think all of their work is great. And so, I guess I'm. Yeah, super, super torn about it. Like, because on the one hand, it's great that, uh, you know, this is obviously good for them as people, like, super pleased for uh, for Dan Cook. I'm, you know, in a sort of completely cold, I don't know, like, uh, like money way, like they now have loads of money or access to loads of money. Theoretically, that's good as well. They can make this stuff with, well, according to Netflix and the thing, stuff they were saying about taking free-to-play developers and giving them, you know, taking the handcuffs of monetization off them, like give them free reign to do whatever they want. But we know that's not the case. And we know what happens when conglomerates acquire studios, right? It doesn't always go well because it always starts nicely oh this is great and always the founders of those studios say this is great it gives us the freedom to do what we want to do in the future and you know really happy to be working with this team often it goes poorly and it terrifies me really like because i love that studio um and yeah that's my that's my fear is that i don't like change and netflix will have a metric and if that studio does not hit those metrics whatever those metrics are uh that studio will you know be well something will happen to it however it is important to remember that just because something happens to a studio doesn't mean something happens to those people and so um i think on balance it's good if it doesn't work out those people can always go and leave and form a new studio um their talent remains so yeah well done to them Yeah, it continues to be a sign of intent, doesn't it? I think, you know, when we originally thought about Netflix moving into game, uh, I was certainly quite uh, sceptical about its ambitions and its reach, but it has signed up some fantastic Mm -hmm. games and studios. Um, I will say none of which I've played yet. (laughs) Well, I keep meaning to to work out how it works. Um, uh, And uh, I'm I'm not buying Immortality um, Mm -hmm. because that's coming to Netflix soon. Your pen clicking, by the way, Steve, is... Oh, uh, sorry. Just be careful. I mean, I I know that you get agitated when Netflix buys studios. It wasn't pen Uh, clicking. It was Lego playing with like that. See. Is it, so you're so you're, you're smashing up your your previous yeah, purchase. No, I've just had a text from a lawyer. It's all off. <laughs> uh, um, 
yeah, no, the um, yeah, the uh, Immortality is an absolutely fantastic fit for Netflix. Clearly, they're showing the intent. I think Spry Fox is a brilliant fit for them as well because their games range from things like Road Not Taken, which are incredibly smart and accessible game, to games like uh, Alphabet, which is just you know addictive uh, and done brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly on um, cell phone. Um, and it makes sense that they're making a non-violent MMO as well after Cozy Grove, uh, and I'm sure that'll suit Netflix too. Um, I just, I don't know, I was looking at my Netflix account today and thinking uh, thinking maybe I'll unsubscribe because I can never find anything on there to watch. Uh, and now this has locked me in, and I guess I suppose that is that's, that's the, the game, isn't it? <laughs> Adam asks in the chat, what's the gaming equivalent of an, of an unexpected cancellation after three seasons? Hmm... Or unexpected cancellation, sorry, is what he's written. Well, I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? We will find out. Hmm. Okay, um, I have a news story, which I've now found in my tabs. Hideo Kojima doesn't want his studio to be acquired, so quit asking, is the, is the headline. Uh, from Chris Kerr on GameDeveloper.com. Uh, the sub-quote is... Every day I'm approached by offers all over the world to buy our studio. Let me reiterate that we are indies. We have no affiliations whatsoever. We are not backed by anyone. These offers, some of these offers are ridiculous high prices, but it's not that I want money. I want to make what I want to make. That's why I created this studio. So long as I'm alive, I don't think I will ever accept these offers, says Mr. Kojima. Well, you will when you're dead. (laughs) Well... I think there's two things. One, I was like, right, this means they're going to be bought by the end of the year, isn't it? Yeah, Aren't they? By by Netflix. Yeah, by Netflix. And secondly, the the like really strong language in that until so long as I'm alive, I don't think I will accept these offers. I absolutely <laughs> might not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Um, so that's funny. I don't have much to say about it because I'm not the Kojima fan here, uh, but it strikes me that I well I'd be I wouldn't be astonished to see um, Kojima Productions being bought within the year. There's been some more strange goings on with him this week, isn't there? And his leaked game. I don't know about this. Uh, some footage from um, an unannounced game was all over the internet earlier uh, this week, and um, it was filmed. Um, off a, uh, on a cell phone, uh, pointed at the screen, and in the reflection of the screen, it, it's a man without his top on. <laughs> Which pretty... man? Well, so there's the scepticism about whether that man's real and whether actually it's been deliberately leaked and that um, uh, reflection that you see is a model from one of Kojima's uh, games. Right, okay. It's all a bit much, isn't it? I, I mean, let's just go and buy him so we can understand what the hell is going on. Well, every day he gets an offer, apparently. Every day. Every day. How many studios are out there capable of buying? How many publishers are out there? Every day. Imagine what, if you, you know, in the old um, uh, industry newspapers, there used to be a, uh, a section at the back, a day in the life of, mm. where, you know, people would make up what they, you know, I get up, I do some yoga, I drink, <laughs> da get up, turn down off new offers <laughs> to buy my business. <laughs> you know, check whether I'm still alive. If I, if if so, turn, turn down <laughs> offers to buy my business. 
Uh, well, there we go. All right, do we have one more news story? Uh, we do, yes. PlayStation Plus subscribers have dropped by nearly 2 million users since the revamped service launched in June. That's according to Sony's latest subscriber estimates, which were published on Tuesday as part of its financial year Q2 results, the first full quarter since it launched the revamped PS Plus. Despite the revamp, PS Plus subs declined for the third quarter in a row. The total number of subscribers stood at 45.4 million for the three months ended September 30th, 2022, down from 47 million. Uh, 47.3 million in the previous quarter. PlayStation Network monthly active users were also down during the three-month period. 102 million in decline from 104 million a year earlier and 103 the previous quarter. Uh, however, despite the decline in subscribers, Sony's network services revenue, which encompasses PS Plus and advertising, but not game purchases or add-on content, actually increased by 10% from 106 billion yen to 116 billion yen represents the best performance to date for a quarter. That means Sony's gaming division is making more money per subscriber than it was before, potentially reflecting the uptake of the more expensive subscription tiers introduced by PlayStation Plus. There we go, Steve. Have you, is your subscription still active? Uh, absolutely not. What's that sound in the background? Was that fireworks? Maybe it was here. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think I think it might have been. Okay. Um, um, I was just, well, I was just about to say, I wonder... What percentage of a user base's uh, credit and debit cards lapse every month? And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that that's somewhere around, you know, to uh, what was it? it went down by 2 million from 50 million ish. Um, that's uh, the it is number fireworks, one. Steve. Yeah, that's the number one sort of. Uh, I imagine reason for uh, subscriptions lapsing. It's certainly what happened to my PlayStation Plus subscription. Um, I just was like, oh, I've got a new debit card. Oh, I'm not really using that. I won't update the details. I imagine there's a lot of people who on uh, are still on the previous generation uh, console who have just gone, well, I don't even have a PS5. And uh, the new PS Plus offering is geared around, you know, it's not for me. So... D, you're so perceptive. There's no, there's an update in this story down mm-hmm. uh, after the fold, mm-hmm. um, which says exactly that that uh, it's PlayStation Four users that are uh, that represent the biggest decline. And actually, on PlayStation Five, they see a uh, user mm-hmm. subscriber levels remain at significantly higher than that of PlayStation Four. We are putting even more effort into accelerating the penetration of PS Five hardware to recover this user engagement going forward. Are you still on? Uh... On PlayStation I am. Plus, I'm subscribed to the, to the top tier. Oh, okay. How often do you use it? Do you do you feel you are getting value, or is this one of the services like my Netflix account that I just try not to think about? Yes, uh, the latter certainly. I got um, a. Uh, it was an extension of my. I think if you bought PlayStation Now credit and converted it, you got like a year's worth for quite cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we enjoyed playing Stray on it in the house. Uh, Dexter and Kate have played it. I've not played it yet, uh, but that that was a nice bonus and probably covered the cost of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, remains to be seen whether I will be resubscribing. I what am... are you going to tempt? What are you going to tempt me with, Sony? Well, to increase my engagement. I'm not going to tempt you with uh, the Switch Pro subscription, which I immediately got and have barely used. Yeah, uh, same. I've not even played the Mario Kart tracks that came out last time or, or the time after that, I think. So, yeah, I'm 
I think I'm done with gaming subscription services. I think that there is. Whoa! I think there's enough stuff out there to not have more stuff shoveled at you, um, and still be overwhelmed by everything going on discount all the time. You can pick and choose. I think that's probably a better, better option. But I'll wait until someone tempts me with a, oh, you know, subscribe this month and it's a quid, and then forget about your debit card and. Five years later, it'll lapse. That all the news? That's all the news. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I'm a game designer, and this is One Life Left. Hi, Alice. Have you got any games for us this week? Yes. As this week, I've got another penguin game. Another penguin game? What are you doing this game? This game is when we have to put penguins in a zoo. Okay. Have the penguins escaped? Um, no, because we close it so the penguins can't get out. So in this game, you have to put penguins in a zoo. Where have the penguins come from? Africa. Okay. Africa and Asia. Why are you trying to put them in a zoo? Because they want to be friends with a tiger. Right, I see. So the penguins want to be in the zoo. Yeah. Okay, so how do you catch the penguins? Um, by getting them from the ocean because penguins they like to live somewhere cold yes of course what do you use to catch them a net so you run around you catch these penguins to put them in a zoo so they can meet a tiger and then the tiger will eat them (laughs) why why do the penguins want that to happen because because they like it all right is that the end of the game when that happens yes and that's all the games i've got Okay. And next week I'll have some more. All right. Uh, thanks, Alice. I think it will be seven out of ten. 
There we go. Feature two from Alice and Simon. I've got another one in the can as well. So this well feature is done. set to run and run until next week. Uh, and then we'll see if I can persuade her to record some more. It's very good. I was thinking, uh, so I was admiring your commitment to the show by uh, pre-recording features. And I thought I should probably do one. But then I realised that it would absolutely... So the idea that I was going to do would absolutely... Uh, mimic Alice's. But I thought maybe, well, maybe you could combine the two because what I was going to do was uh, try and do overheard conversations at Sega when they discussed making their super game. <laughs> and I, I thought actually you should just rebrand Alice's feature where we imply that there she's the Sega executive <laughs> making a super game. <laughs> very, very, very good idea. All right, I will, I will see what I can do. Uh, I think it's time for the letters. <laughs> Thank you for your letters, which I think uh, mainly on Discord this week. Uh, Zubair writes, Dear team and SSG, OLL is becoming my favourite parenting radio show that sometimes talks about video games. I was wondering what video games sum up parenting in a short sentence. For example, I have learned that parenting is about staying alive for as long as possible. What lessons could we learn from F-Zero or Advance Wars? Love the show, Zuma. Well, um, I find parenting is often about uh, distraction um, and uh, future promises where uh, this week, um, Kate had to go to London, Dexter was over, so I had both my children in the house and I needed to get them both to separate schools um, at different times. And um, one of my children, Ramona, was so um, into playing on her tablet in the morning that she missed her mum saying goodbye to her. So it came <laughs> as a shock. Well, she didn't register it. Her mum didn't say goodbye to her. But she didn't register it. And so she went absolutely crazy. And I thought, there is no way I'm getting these two children to school. Well, not, I wasn't going to get Dexter to school on time. Uh, so what I did was I whipped out a copy of the Smiths Christmas toy catalogue and said, <laughs> let's mark down, let's get in the car and mark, uh, I'll give you a pen and just mark down what you want for Christmas and um, she did (laughs) kids were um, were delivered to their uh, respective schools on time and uh, I'm going to have a very disappointed child um, on Christmas morning but at least we got through that short moment what video game that's the equivalent of I'm not so sure Um, but it's resource management it's um it's making yeah it's, it's spinning plates and driving uh, to answer Zubo's question what lessons could we learn from F-Zero or Advance Wars uh, I think parenting is a lot like a an Advance Wars mission or at least like those tricky moments of I don't know getting a child to go to bed is in that you'll just keep trying it over and over and over again and you know even though it doesn't feel like you'll get there you will get there uh, but it is boring repetition um, and not quite as soothing as an advance was. Um, persistence pays off, is my answer. All right, I've got a letter here from uh, from uh, Lawrence. It says, Dear team, I found since having kids and the time to play video games being severely released, reduced, that I am much more happy to replay one of the 20-odd games in my PlayStation library than something new. I guess it's age, but I really feel my brain would rather slip back into patterns of previously acquired executable skills than try and learn new things. Should I embrace this or go get therapy? You only live once, after all. Love the show, Lawrence. 
question, Lawrence. I mean, it's always nice to talk to someone. Therapy's, therapy's good, but let One Life Left be your therapy. Let us. We're listening and reading out your questions. Um, I also think it's fine to just play the same things over and over and over again. Like, oftentimes when we play games, we don't experience everything within them. When you're going back to it, you're experiencing it anew if you've forgotten everything like Simon and Uncharted, or you're finding new value in it. And that seems like a smart decision to me. I agree. Uh, there's a theory um, in kids' media uh, that my wife told me many years ago when I asked, why did Dexter always insist on watching the same episode of Sarah Jane's Adventures uh, over and over again? And she said that it's uh, because... Um, the theory goes because kids lives are so chaotic and without and out of their control the reason that they like to uh, watch the same thing over and over again is that it gives them a sense of order that they know exactly where they are um, and sort of how long something is going to take and I have to say with video games these days there's absolutely no idea whether you're going to be playing for three hours or 20 hours um, and so maybe it's it's replacing that. You know, they say that you regress as you get older. Perhaps <laughs> that's it. Maybe we're just trying to get a little sense of order in the chaos. I mean, it is fully comforting to go into an experience that you know and to know, okay, I know all of the controls, but sure, I'll let you remind me. And I know when this gets good and I know when it finishes. Uh, I am 100% into this. Don't let anyone ever shame you out of it. Lawrence, I think we've got one more from Blue Jay. Simon, do you want to read that one? We do. Hello, team. My brother and I were talking. He reckoned that there are not as many games based on recent films, unlike when we were young. I mentioned that it maybe was because we don't play those games anymore and so don't realise they exist. Or perhaps it's because now video games have their own strong IPs and instead we have films made on video games, characters, worlds, etc. However, I thought I'd seek out your professional thoughts on the matter. Do you think we get less games based on films? Many thanks, Blue Jay. Uh, that's certainly true um, that we do tend not to get games based around the blockbusters. Um, I don't know. Is it, or is it that there are so many other games that the proportion of games based on movies is lower, uh, and you just don't hear about them quite as many? Because I think most uh, most big Hollywood games probably have some kind of interactive tie-in. It might not be a triple A game, uh, or it may be a triple A game that then gets perceived not as uh, not as one because it doesn't do so well. But most of them have cell phone games or something around them but there are a billion other games coming out every day yeah i i imagine the number is roughly the same we just hear less about them well certainly you know when uh, i was much younger ocean were renowned for applying the same formulaic platform driving uh, uh um, sliding puzzle blocks uh formula to anything that they could lay their grubby licensing hands on yeah, um, like the Blues Brothers. Oh, wait, that was Titus. <laughs> um, Hudson Hawk. Mm. <laughs> that was Ocean. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I remember there, there sort of being a lot of talk around, um, I think The Matrix was the first sort of proper blockbuster that at the time didn't have, because, you know, we, we sort of forget about that dark era. Do you remember EA did a Batman game based around Batman Begins and mm. sort of all, all of this sort of stuff? And um, 
Yeah, what we're seeing, I think, are uh, games based on property still. So you look at Guardians of Galaxy and Avengers, both from Square, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't based around um, films right. themselves. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man's yeah. not. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we are getting interactive experiences, but not uh, not based specifically on films. And that, and that sort of te- maybe because films uh, date them, um, maybe uh, films don't want to work with games anymore or proven too difficult, or um, as um, alluded to, publishers want to control their own IP uh, mm. and don't want to spend money elsewhere. But it's an interesting point. Thank really you, Blue Jay. Phenomenal letter, Blue Jay. And thank you to Zubair and Lawrence as well. Um, if you want a letter read out on One Life Left, you can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com or by joining the Discord and dropping a message in the mailbag channel. Um, I should play an ident. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. You can also find One Life Left at www.onelifeleft.com, where it's a podcast. On that uh, site, you'll find the show notes. The show notes have been lovingly put together by our producer and under-caretaker, Phil. And in those show notes, you'll find a link to the Discord. You can join us there to talk, and you can join us there to get the link to listen to One Life Left live as we record it on a Sunday night. I prefer this system, Steve, I have to say, although I did just a moment ago have a, a sudden moment of panic panic where I don't remember the show starting. <laughs> <laughs> because pre- did, did it do the countdown? Yeah, it did. did. It? I and then we did attention. the theme. and then no, I, Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, and, and, and here we are now. Uh, so I guess it must have done. It's all a blur, isn't it? This is our seventeenth year of broadcasting. You expect things to run into each other a bit, like. Um, cool. We were going to uh, talk about Twitter. We were going to talk about Twitter. Um, how are you feeling about the platform right now, Simon? Well, I don't know what to think at the moment, so I'm letting other people speak for mm-hmm. me. Uh, I'm watching uh, lots of people panic. Um, wrongly i think and that's easy-ish for me to say a lot of people seem very concerned that they feel that their identity and worth isn't somehow tied to their twitter following or what have you and i think that's not um Mm -hmm. particularly um true um so i you know i hope that's not the case um for any listeners uh there's lots of talk about going elsewhere uh and again i you know I, i can't even pronounce them nor spell them the ones that everybody's talking about and certainly i saw a tweet yesterday where somebody posted a helpful explainer about what to do on mastodon if that's what it's called and it was at four or five uh, boxes with lots of text yeah, in them read this explaining explaining very simply what happens and i'm like that doesn't sound right like i, I to found me. it bewildering like <laughs> Like, and also it was presented to me on my Twitter timeline quite gently, as in, I thought this might be a helpful explanation of, of you know, Mastodon, because I know it can be quite overwhelming for people. And I was like, good, this is going to be useful. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to stay here. <laughs> stay here. I'll stay as it burns down around me. I'm, I'm going to just stay on Twitter for now. I have I created a co-host, uh, and I'm sure no one's going to use that because I managed to get Stee at co-host. That's, oh, well done. It's nice to be... Um, you know, be stee in I am, some ways. Uh, I am really enjoying um, one particular uh, <laughs> publisher who um, I, uh, well, according to Twitter audits uh, many years ago, paid for fake followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can check, check out their handle. 
Um, and so uh, used that early on to boost their presence. Uh, is now moaning about not having a blue tick or having to pay for it. And you're like, oh, I, think, I think you might you might be part of the problem here. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to see what happens, aren't we? Um, I, I, I'm not too worried about One Life Left and it's, you know, losing its uh, social media cachet via this. And maybe we'll find it again on, maybe we should start a Mastodon instance. Can we do that? Do I was know? I was thinking genuinely of getting a blue tick. I mean, <laughs> just for, you might as well in the last day. Just, it's just for fun. eight dollars. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. all you need to presumably you can pay for it by visiting some petrol stations or something. <laughs> exactly, you'll be there. All right, uh, let's do the reviews. Simon, what have you been Hello. playing this week? Well, Steve, I'm really, really, really pleased to report that I have. Finally finished Uncharted 4. Congratulations. I would, like, I would like this to serve as a permanent record. But if I ever decide to play Uncharted 4, because I don't think I've played it previously, <laughs> I want you to snip this recording out, play it back to me, mm-hmm. and say, but Simon, you had an awful time. And there were moments when you were playing it recently when you genuinely thought, this is the worst game ever made. <laughs> It must contain some sort of ancient curse that makes you forget about it mm-hmm. almost as almost as soon as you've completed a level because I, this is this is definitely the second time. Who knows? It could be the third or fourth time I've played it um, because it seems to just erase itself from your memory and for good reason. It's I, I mean, look, put into one side that it is um, incredibly uh, accomplished from a technical point of view. Actually, from a gameplay perspective. It's no better than a real-time Dragon's Lair. The number of times where the game has suddenly gone grey and someone's gone, Nate! Uh, because you've taken one wrong turn or you've, you've driven somewhere off a, off a mountain or you pushed a button that the game assumed meant you wanted to jump to your death. Well, that's what Simon wants to do. He wants to jump to his death. That may be true, but certainly not while I'm playing... Uncharted. Do you know what? I think a better comparison than Dragon's Lair would be Rick Dangerous. Or oh, absolutely. Prince Rick of Persia, Dangerous maybe, moments. as yep, well. Like, yep, because it, true. it conceals those moments by having some semblance of a kind of boring gameplay between those moments which just murder you and you couldn't have anticipated. Um, yeah. It has, yeah, exactly. It has those instant deaths if you take one uh, false turn. It has these ridiculous driving bits that are where you're controlling a sluggish jeep and yes it's beautiful but they serve no purpose than just to make the game last longer there are quips all over the place shut up nathan oh you jump into some water and you go ooh, refreshing you don't have to say anything <laughs> and then you like you you um get off some uh there's a huge set piece which which is spectacular and fun in the moment and then you go crikey what's next and it goes to a flashback sequence where you're breaking into an old woman's house as a child and and that has instant fail moments where if you get caught by the police you like you didn't get caught by the police because this is a flashback moment so how can i how can i fail that it has 
logistical inconsistencies where having, again, slid out of a building and, and um, swung on a rope around um, huge exploding things, you cannot jump over a rock that doesn't go above your knee. There's a moment where you get separated from your companions because one of you is on a wall. And you're like, you've got, you've got this rope thing you've just used all over the place. Worst of all, there's a moment in it where you play Crash Bandicoot, a nod to Naughty Dog's early work, of course, and you're like, oh, okay, that's fun. Crash Bandicoot was always a bad game. The perspective of running, uh, where you're running into the camera has never been fun, but you sort of get through it in uh, Uncharted 4. And uh, But what you don't realise is that it's not an Easter egg. That's foreshadowing because there are moments towards the end of Uncharted 4 where it literally becomes... Crash Bandicoot again, where you're running towards the, the the camera with a jeep behind you or what have you, and you're like, oh, come off it! I do think it's the worst game I've ever played. Seven out of ten. <laughs> do you think anyone's told Naughty Dog that those Crash Bandicoot moments, that Crash Bandicoot in itself, are bad? Like, because maybe they just think it's good to run towards a camera. It's not. It never it's is. Really not. It's really not. Never no. been good. It's always been the worst thing. Very, very, anyway, very bad. Good review, Simon. Uh, I've been playing, played a puzzle game called Railbound. Uh, it is. Oh, I love it. Really charmingly put together. I uh, love it. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, just slick. Uh, construct the rail lines to get the carriages of a train to the right place, and then the train can set off. Um, I got quite far in that um, before Marvel Snap came along. Did you? I did, yeah, like to level seven, like to world seven. Good work. Six or seven, maybe. All right. Um, I've been I've been trying to sort of like perfect the worlds before I move on, but now I am... Me too. I'm not saying that I didn't. I didn't leave them uh, unperfected. You did the bonus worlds as well, the bonus worlds. Oh, I have done, yeah. Uh, oh, here we are. No, sorry. I'm not quite that far. Uh, world four. All right, this has now become competitive. So, going into the eSport of Railbound from next week. All right, I, I, good. Very good. Thanks. Uh, I went back to playing the case of the Golden Idol again, um, and I, I still think that's just really brilliant and tight piece of work if you like those kind of logic detective games. Um, both of those games actually very, very similar to uh, like pen and paper puzzles almost, like newspaper puzzles which I'll come on to in one minute uh, once I finish my final thing, which is, oh, I played Hyper Demon, which is the game all the gaming hipsters were talking about, the new game from the guy, well, it was new at the time, a couple of months ago from the guy who made Devil Daggers, that fast-paced, beautiful shoot-em-up. I played Hyper Demon and thought, this looks gorgeous and incredible. I died after five seconds. I tried again, I died after five seconds. I tried again, I died after maybe six or seven, and then I closed it. It is beautiful, but you can't play it with a trackpad. Seven out of ten. <laughs> For all of those games. Simon, I have some gaming news. Far away. The start of this year, the start of this year, we talked about New Year's resolutions, right? And one of my New Year's resolutions, you asked me what my New Year's resolutions were. And if I'd been smart, I would have clipped this out of the show, but I haven't. Um, I said that I would get a game done and out this year. I would do it. I've got this puzzle game that I'm going to make and it's going to be done. I'm going to somehow work out how I'm going to do it, get it out by this year. Well, I'm here to tell you now, it's 6th of November, and that is not going to happen. Oh, stay. But, but, as of the end of last week, I've worked out where it's going to go. I've worked out how I'm going to do it. 
and that Coda is going to start work on it tomorrow. I have a meeting about it tomorrow morning. I have an artist, I have an audio person, I think. Uh, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen within six months. You and the listeners to One Life Left will be able to play my new puzzle game. And that is a promise that this time I'm not going to go back on See You in Six Months <laughs> for another wow. update. Congratulations. Well, I look forward to that. Thanks. Super excited. That's the end of the show, though. It is the end of the show. Brilliant. What a bombshell. Yeah, what a bombshell. Um, thank you so much, Simon. It's been super fun again. Cheers, Dean. Uh, until next week, everybody, we've been One Life Left. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.